Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst Knowledge Podcast, episode 86. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we welcome back Mike Niadlik to the podcast. Oh, yes, we sure do. And as always, Mike is a fantastic guest who brings a wide range of knowledge to the Thirst for Knowledge podcast. Mm -hmm. So in this one, we didn't have a particular focus, but we hit on some fun topics. And um, I I just want to jump right into it, man. Fuck yeah. 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 Just enjoy. It's great. It's awesome. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Enjoy. All I'm saying is my dad is a healthy dude. He doesn't have heart problems. He doesn't have high blood pressure or anything. But that fucking thing, I was like, Jesus Christ. But he's got eight I fingers. Have, I let this guy go for two weeks. I haven't seen him in two weeks. I've been busy at home. And then he's just saying, he's like, yeah, is that weird? He's like, I'm like, yeah, man, your fucking nails are like bluey color. And your hands are numb. I was like, that's probably not good. Let me Google that shit. This happened like just a few hours ago. And I looked it up and I was like, and he's like, yeah, that's what I saw too. He's let's, like, yeah, I Googled let's, it. Let's, let's reset, man. Let's, let's <laughs> is my dad going to die, Justin? <laughs> no. Mike, is my dad dead? Like, possibly. Oh, oh my God. God. I did see a car part in the Jesus driveway. Jesus Christ. Is that his car? <laughs> so I roll in, and I'm like, oh, man, he's really enjoying uh, embracing this Fitchburg lifestyle. He's got the uh, car parts on the front lawn. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yep. After you fucking broke your back. I actually, the, today is the first day I actually felt real back pain. Like, it's been kind of sore and uncomfortable, but today I've been kind of trying to clean the house up before you guys got here, and I was, I reached down and picked something up, and I went up just slightly, and I got the sharpest oh, that's the, fucking that pain, and I was like, sucks. oh, and I was just like, fuck, like all alone, I was like, ah, and I was like, damn, I hope I'm not crippled the rest of my life. Did it happen right in the spot where the injury was? Yeah. Too? yeah. <clears throat> that's the thing I'm like, that's that was one of the biggest things that I was like so concerned of for you was it's not so much the like the, the short term, but like, yeah. dude, years from now, man, like that can have some like yeah, debilitating sure. fucking issues. I know. In the job that I'm in, you know, climbing trees, doing like laborious work. Even though I'm more of a manager type guy now, I'm still doing that stuff on on the side. Yeah, <clears throat> even sometimes at work, but still, yeah. You gotta start take care of your body, James. My lifestyle, bro, is just like hard work, lifting <laughs> logs and fucking bullshit. So, Mike, I actually have a question for you. This is something I was thinking about that I think kind of relates to this. <clears throat> so, somebody in James's situation, huh? right? Say he's, he's working on all these extra projects and things. He's busy at work. What is like the minimal amount of like, exercise, no, not necessarily like w- w- where are you going to get the most bang for your buck in exercise for people who don't have much time? Yeah. So if time is the constraint, definitely like full body stuff, mm-hmm. lots of compound movements, but it's really figuring out what, you know, where's the crossover where you're going to be affected at work and in the gym. So it's finding that sweet spot between workload and what exercises and intensity level that's going to allow you to perform both appropriately. Okay. So, you, okay. so what that might mean, you know, that's, that's more vague, but to like put that into specific examples, that might mean 
oh, if you work an incredibly strenuous job, six, uh, you know, five or six days a week, maybe you can only get into the gym, you know, one, two, maybe three times. It, but then if you're taking every single set to failure and you're walking out on crutches, you're not going to be able to go back into your job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for or sure. if it's at the end of a 12 hour, you know, laborious work day, are you going to go in there and then again, <coughs> take everything to failure? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be individual for each person. Yeah. What, yeah. what are your time constraints? There's no one right answer. Of course. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah. It, you know, the, the uh, you know, it's not a fun answer, but it depends. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you have to find out where that is for you. Because where James, like you have a physical job, but yeah, it's also like you still you you feel like you need more, right? You need Hell yeah. you, you need to be doing something else. Unless but, you have a heavy low day, you could totally work out at the gym. But but also you've got to factor in like his physical job is now his baseline. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. his normal baseline. And it's not like your your goal. I mean, you joke about the Jason Momoa like body slow, and all that stuff, but. But, but what's practical, right? Like, do I don't you, know. Do eight you, pack abs. <laughs> I want to bench four hundred. So, I mean, mine. I think a good starting point in terms of how to think about it is, you know, exactly what, what's the goal? Yeah. What is swole. so swole? Swole is a goal. Is it really though? Is but that then, really your goal? It's it, back in my head. Fuck yeah, it's my goal, bro. It's not really his goal. Yeah, it, it's it, really not. Like in true theory, I'm gonna be perfectly honest, yeah. man. It's not your fucking goal because you're not lifting heavy weights. You're not yeah. really yet. doing. Do not you like? Yet. Do you like the sound of the goal? Because most I pe- love because, the sound of the goal. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. Most, most people love what the outcome looks and sounds like, mm-hmm. but right. the actual work to achieve right. it is bullshit. Yeah, most people are not willing to do that. So it's like <sighs> it's when push tough. comes to shove, and it's not to say that it's it's not to say that if you want that. You know, specific look that it's unattainable. Know, it's unattainable. It's right. just everything is about how you prioritize. That's how I feel. So I know if if it's something that really matters to you, you'll just shuffle a few things around. And I right. like to think, you know, whenever I work with people who are struggling to time manage and prioritize quite a few things, I like to play a thought game with them where they pick the top three to four areas of their life because yeah. I find that. Most people can handle like three separate areas of their life really well, whether it's work, family, social life, or, you know, if you're training for some type of high fitness goal, you know, committing a lot of hours to the gym or any other hobby. So your first three, you're probably going to be able to manage pretty well. But that fourth one is like a bubble item. All of a sudden it's like, oh, I just spent, you know, eight hours at work. So that's one. I want to get home, spend a few hours with family. Well, yep. that's two. And then sleep. And then sleep. So, <laughs> but like you can see how you're just running, like the more yeah. time you put towards like number one, number two, number three, you're just left with less and less time. Right. And that's on a daily basis. And you can apply that to a, a weekly, a monthly basis. So you always find that those three, four in the priority chain start to become like interchangeable bubble items. That's definitely what working out is. So it's finding what's the right order of priorities for you right now. And it can change over time. And it's understanding that it doesn't have to be set and fluid or a set. It can be fluid. So, you know, maybe, maybe your number one is always your number one. So that's, that's your, that's your family. But then, you know, 
I think his number one is drinking. <laughs> it's work. Work. So it's making that money, son. <clears throat> Chatter. And it can change. It, I think it can change on a daily or weekly basis. You know, it's like, oh, maybe, you know, you, if, it, if you have planned rest days, which you, which you should, you can bump something up or down mm-hmm. to factor those in on that day or that week. So, but if it's really, if your goal is, you know, that very high, you know, magazine cover physique. Gold gets swole. <laughs> then the gym uh, you, is going to need to be prioritized pretty high in there. Yeah. It's not going to be like, it can't. Work, gym, sleep. It can't, it, can't be, it can't be any lower than four. And honestly, even if it's a three or four bubble item, it's probably not, it's probably not going to work out. Right. It needs to be much higher. Yeah, I know. I remember we talked about this last time. And you're like, yeah, if you start right now, I can see it. But if you start... Like six when months was from that? now? When was that? How that was last June, that was bro. Like, that was last so, June. This so, was a year okay. ago. <laughs> See, uh, less, less listen, than I a broke year my ago, back, but... guys. That's why I can't fucking do but this that was shit. Two weeks ago. <laughs> I feel like since I've known James, he's fallen out of a tree, he's cut a finger off, and he's and he's broken his back. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fucking crazy. It's, it's happened, bro. All he's that's in. true. <laughs> It's fucking. Dude, next, when I was a kid, next time I see him, he is going to be vending on a tube feed. Oh my god! I'll, 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 I don't even smoke cigarettes, but I'll for some reason have that that throat hole thing. Hey guys, what's going uh, but, on? What, 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 uh, one thing I want to expand on that you just said was, you know, if you had started six months ago, where yeah. could you be right now? Right. And it's funny because I actually have similar conversations with with people who fail to get started or fail to consistently stay started and then they get into this period of remorse where it's oh you know if i had you know if i had actually started and stayed consistent when i first wanted to where would i be now right so mm-hmm. i always ask people in that situation make your future self thankful instead of thinking back oh you know i wish i had gotten started be thankful that oh your present self did lay the foundation for you to mm-hmm. get where you were Mm. because now in the present you're just saying you're you're reliving that yeah you're starting over yeah you know whereas six months ago you had those same desires well we're Mm. six months later you have those same desires and present james is wishing past james had followed through on them that's right aside from life circumstances getting in the way so broken bones so james six months from now is going to be either thankful right or disappointed Mm-hmm. I get it, man. I get it. All that shit makes sense. <laughs> it's it, it's part of the power of investment and understanding how investments work, right? And I that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is like how you know you t- can talk about investments like money wise. You can talk about investments like in your own time and own projects mm. that you start and seeing how you get certain payoffs. And yeah. I, I don't think you can really under like start to understand that until you see results from an investment. Fuck yeah. I think anyone that invests in anything, like you said, whether it's money, whether it's fitness, any skill related to something, mm-hmm. they will tell you that it's incredibly boring 99% of the time. Uh, yep. Because it's just repetition of the exact same thing mm-hmm. over long periods of time. Yeah, yeah. It's not sexy at all. No. <laughs> but it's you know? sexy but like, when you look back at where you were and yeah. then you look at where you're now and you're mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, bitch. Yeah. But in the process, it's... <laughs> It's very monotonous, but that's what it takes. I had mm-hmm. a conversation with someone about this yesterday, and I said, "You gotta put the time in." This was he was he wants to buy 
He wants to buy a three-family in Worcester, and he wants to buy a duplex after he buys a three-family. But he's he's doing what I'm doing when it comes to working out, where like he's looking at the long term before he puts any initial work into the beginning. And I was like, bro, you need to start saving money, budgeting, and getting this goal set before you can't just go to the bank and be like, I want money and I want to buy this. I'm like, you need to make sure all your shit's in line and you have something to use as like capital towards your investment. So, I mean, I, I gave him as this example. I was like, I bought this shit foreclosed as is. It was dirt cheap. Your house. My house, yes. Yeah. The, sh- the shithole we're living in right now. He's pointing at his genitalia. Where we're sitting. My this dick. Dirt cheap, basically free. And I was like, dude, it takes time. You got to put the money in. You got to put the work in. But then you give it time. You look at your, what you invested in. And you give it whatever amount of time it takes to grow. And then you're like, fuck, I turned this fucking piece of shit into something better than what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it takes time with everything like that. And it's shi- it, what you also described is it's like shiny object syndrome. Once, yeah. you, once you set that foundational order, can you stick to it? Can you stick through the boring parts without getting distracted right. by the next shiny object? Right. And it applies to, like we just said, that's a universal premise. Yeah. God damn, man. So, I mean, the big problem with James is just consistency. When so, it comes to working out, one hundred percent. Just I'm, like you, you got these strong bursts, and it's amazing. But then the the you know the sun d- dies early. But so that's not it, exclusive yeah. to James. That's no, that's everybody. That's that's everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I would argue, I would argue two things. Number one, it's what we said earlier. You like the sound of the goal but you don't actually like the work that's involved in it. Right. Therefore, maybe it's not the right goal for you. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a, that comes at it from a little bit more of like a pessimistic or negative point of view. But then, you know, the other part is just, you know, actually putting your head down and doing the work. Yeah. I just got to find the time because I have a lot of other motivations that I would l- that are more um, lucrative in my than myself. <laughs> You know, like in the long term, it'd be better for me to live longer and prosper through a healthy body. Yeah, but but that's not what your goal is. My goal is to live short and <laughs> no, no, enjoy. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is <laughs> like live, oh, okay. live fast, take chances. Yeah, <laughs> but you were saying your goal is to get swole. You didn't say my goal is to have a healthy body. Oh no, no, those are twi- no, no, two no, different things. Totally yeah, yeah, different sorry, things. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. My real goal is to live a long, fun, short life. A long, fun, short life. Yeah, like probably die like fifty-five, but eat like steaks and drink beer all the time. But like, be comfortable. Okay. But what I should be doing is eating healthy and doing all the proper things. But what does that mean? Like not eating Chinese food all the time. Do you eat Chinese food all the time? No. <laughs> okay then. So I, he did have buffalo chicken strips for breakfast today. Though. They were del- you guys ate them. You're like, this is like butter, bro. I'm, I'm not like- eating. I thought it was fucking fantastic. I made you mozzarella sticks. You did. Thank you. So I mean, I think the other way to think about it is, you know, why do most people not follow through? You know, for reasons we said, but also when they go to make changes. So what you're describing is, you know going about a day-to-day lifestyle that's pretty different from what you're already doing. Yeah. So when you go to make those changes, are you making gradual, subtle changes or are you basically just throwing your world completely upside down? Overhauling your whole life. You know, mm. are you just, are you going, you know, from zero to 60? Are you just 
hoping that I'm just going to change every single thing because it's Monday morning at 8 a.m. and hoping it sticks. That's what most people do. And that's why most people aren't successful is because that's only going to work as long as you can stay motivated. But motivation is fleeting. And your motivation is going to be tied back to (laughs) what is your goal and what's and like, why is that goal important to you? If you don't have a strong enough goal, if you don't have a strong enough why, you're not going to be able to completely refill that motivation tank. Right. So to overcome that, you need to make changes in a more gradual, sustainable way that just become building and intuitive. Instead of saying, oh, Monday morning, 8 a.m., I'm going to start to go to the gym for two hours a day, six days a week. It's fucking crazy. Which is which, which is, is what I should be but, doing. But that's what a lot of people. Oh, no, but, totally. that's, but that's what a lot of people do. On mm-hmm. top of having a family, having a minimum forty-hour job, and then it other just hobbies. sounds good. It sounds it's, it sounds good, and it sounds like the right answer. What you're supposed to do, but then all of a sudden, three weeks later, when you're burnt out, you're then upset that you can't follow through with it. But but they, in their mind, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. But what if instead you just did a moderate approach where you're like, okay, yeah, I've got all of these other things going on and I'm acknowledging that they're my priorities as well right now. There's nothing wrong with saying those are priorities. But then you say, instead of going two hours a day, six days a week, maybe you say, oh, you know what? Right now, I think I can figure in a half hour, three times per week. But if you're able to do that and then not get burnt out a few weeks or a few months in, and then you continue that over time, mm. like we said, doing the boring thing over long periods of time, maybe over time, you're able to add in another day, more minutes, and then it builds up. Yeah. But it was so gradual and so subtle that it didn't flip your world completely upside down. You could stick with it. Right. And that's a trap that a lot of people get into. Totally. You go too hard, too fast, get burned out, and then quit. Or if you just kind of eased into it, like he was saying. Another like way that. to think about it, if you know, if you were to go, if you were to sprint as fast and as hard as you could, you're going to burn out way quicker. Right. But the point where you're going to need to stop because you're out of breath, because your your body is aching, is gonna is gonna come a lot quicker as if you jogged, as if you fast walked. It's all in how you pace it. I have a question. Mm. Okay, say that I'm jogging, right? How does okay? So if you know how people like eat a bunch of sp- sp- spaghetti before they do a bunch of cardio, what if I was eating donuts while I was running? Would okay, it be better for me okay. to eat a bunch of donuts in the beginning and then run, or like say like run a couple miles, eat a donut, run a couple miles, eat a donut, or eat a bunch of donuts then run? What do you think is the right answer, James? All right, so because this, this, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so this you're getting at a very specific well he's problem here. here he's here so i might so as well we've ask got, we've got this challenge coming up in a couple of months oh do you okay? know about the challenge are you guys doing another 5k no oh. then, then no i don't know okay. I, just, I, just, something way I just guessed because i know you guys have done 5ks <laughs> okay okay so the beer mile the beer mile remember okay. the beer mile yeah last year we did a beer mile for our challenge and this year we're doing we're, we're taking it to a whole new level okay so this is we've talked about this in um some of our recent podcasts the challenges we're going to be doing but it's it's called the 6 12 18 24 challenge and though you take those four numbers and you assign them to four different things miles ran slash walked um number of beers consumed number of donuts consumed and number of the spiciest wing from buffalo wild wings consumed it's all coming together now and you have to complete that in 24 hours 
Yeah. And okay, so we assigned these. We did also another challenge, and this is basically our sober January. We did a bunch of stuff, and if you failed all your challenges, like you, you don't get to pick your numbers. We pick your numbers, and this fucking asshole. He failed all of his he challenges. He failed all the challenges, so we, so we assigned all, all of his numbers. And when they're pointing, they're pointing at Justin. Yeah, 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 yeah it's me. Oh, so yeah. he's running twenty-four miles. He's eating eighteen donuts. He is drinking twelve tw- of which have to be Boston creams. Yes, because yes. before did they, did they get to pick the donut? Yeah, did oh, you? We sure did. We picked. They assigned everything, and we were generous. We were going to give him eighteen Boston creams. We said, you know what? We'll give him twelve and let him pick the other six. We were being nice. I like Boston. What, what are you going for the other six? Plain? No, no. The plane's too cakey and thick. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go probably. I'm going to do maybe some sprinkles. You know, get a little sprinkle donut Chocolate action. Frosting. I might do. Um, you know, I'm. I, I, you know, I haven't really thought about it because it's also based on what Dunkin' Donuts has available in that moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, they could easily run out of fucking. How many Munchkins counts as a full donut? Oh, we didn't do that. Uh, I don't think I don't, we're even gonna pull no, that trigger. No, Ooh. munchkins are disallowed. Disallowed. Yeah. Okay, but but one munchkins maybe I think some like a hundred and I want to say ten it's calories. Three like two maybe two, th- two two to three munchkins yeah. make a donut maybe. Yeah, because uh, an average donut can weigh donuts is like three three twenty. That would be interesting. Can that, weigh that, it. We could talk about much. Anyways, I, I yeah, but yeah. then no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, twenty four miles, eighteen donuts, twelve of which are Boston cream, and then I have to do uh, 12, uh, twelve beers, beers and then six hot wings. Six hot wings. Yeah. Which again, they were very generous because mm-hmm. my weakness is the hot wings. Yeah. But we also know that it takes a long time to complete 24 miles. So in order to take me, because also we're competing against each other for time. Who can do it the fastest? And they'll get the championship belt. Which we have. So because it to throw me, to make me less competitive, they gave me the 24 miles, which is the, the smartest move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I originally wanted to do 24 miles because I didn't want to consume that many calories and I thought that it would actually help me burn and offset the amount of calories, but I failed one of my challenges and they assigned me six miles. So, But I've, it's going to be on his strong suit. He'll win with six miles. Yeah, because that's less he'll time. He'll have to consume the but calories. But I'm going to eat 12 donuts. But if you and think about Dunkin it, like, I mean, you guys have run marathons or half marathons. Exactly. So yeah. it's like... You're going to be able to willpower your way through six miles. Yes. Easy. Justin has to willpower his way four times longer. Yeah. I've yeah. done 18 yeah. miles. He's fucked. Yeah. yeah. He's so just so fucked. James, is, he, he wants to help you uh, uh, come up with a strategy for him because mm. he's, he's like, do I knock out the miles? Can I eat while I'm doing the miles? And I said, like, walk slash run, too. So you don't, as long as they're they're, they're tra- trackable. Like, when we're not, you can't wear, like, a pedometer or something and just walk around the house. Yeah. That's it has okay. To be- I'm going for a walk from here to here. It's a mile. Or I'm getting on the treadmill for X amount of time. It has to be assigned miles. <clears throat> so you have to plan on doing your mile. But yeah. I, I do want to point out that you're, the one question where you eat a bunch of donuts and then go run is the stupidest. Okay. So let's not that even. That doesn't seem practical, right? Well, dumb I mean, shit. Have you seen Office Space when he eats all that cheesy Alfredo? <laughs> and cheesy how Alfredo you, how donut. Do? Perfect. I think he got first place. <laughs> and I believe you meant the office, not office space. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> because when you eat, if you eat anything heavy and substantial before you do any kind of activity, isn't the blood flow being diverted to digestion and not necessarily... Well, yeah, among a little other bit. things. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And especially if it's a donut, it's going to be pretty fatty. Right. So it's going to slow your digestion a little bit. Right. And so yeah, you sit there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of simple sugars in there. So those, your body will be able to break down and use 
pretty readily, but everything else will get slowed down by that as well. And especially if you're eating it in that volume, like if you're eating all of those at once, like it's not just the individual, it's like the meal size that'll affect how long your body digests it. Okay, so run first, then eat the donuts. Possibly. I would have like one donut in the middle. The way I would have- As like a blood boost. Okay. So you're th- so you're thinking your best strategy is to like mix these all together. So my original strategy was instead I mapped did map my run and I mapped out all the Dunkin' Donuts in like a five mile radius and I was gonna run to each one, have a donut, run to the next one, have a donut, run to the next one. And I was gonna do like I think I ended up being like eight donuts and then I do like three laps. Is this on the honor system? How do you guys verify that you guys are totally honor? Totally honor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, gonna... we're not sleaze bags. So I mean, oh, sure. But yeah. like, yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys were doing quality control. Like, oh, James walked six miles. Now he's stopping at this Dunkin' Donuts. I think me and Justin picture. plan on doing it together. Most of the stuff together. No, are you not going to come over? Are you going to be alone? Uh, no, I'm. Oh, well, we're no, we're going to come over. We're going to have a home base. This okay. is okay. Where yeah, we're going to yeah. home base. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. But but I think that's a waste of time running to each individual store because you have to you have to wait it was line. A, it was a strategy option. Pay things and all that. Stuff. I would probably approach this way more methodical than yeah. is needed for this because this is obviously meant to be fun. So mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, but this but, is what I want because when, when, uh, when, I, when like I want to think about it. <laughs> so, so, so the way that my robotic mind would work is I would try to reverse engineer this to be like, oh okay. This is like a 24 hour day or whatever the end point time is. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to take me to do the longest of these tasks? Mm-hmm. And then how much time do I have left? Okay. And then just routinely. Work. So if, you know, Justin, 24 miles, that's going to. It's at least, at least five hours. So he's got five hours of his day right there. Maybe less. So uh-huh. then what are his other tasks and how long is each one of those going to take? Yeah. So it's like, and what was it again? You had 24 hours to do, or? Yeah. So it's but like, you also want to be the fast, so. The, so you, but you also want to be the fastest. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's the way I would think about it is, you know, what's the most difficult and what's going to be the most constraining one, mm-hmm. either in time or in effort. And do that first? It, well, maybe it depends. I guess it would depend. The best way to win because this challenge is with sabotage. Because what's going to be the most prohibitive? sabotage. Like, like I, okay, like. What if you do all 24 miles, but then you just pass out and then you forget to eat because you're unconscious? I mean, the last time I did a marathon, I thought I was going to die and I couldn't fall asleep. Or on the other hand, <laughs> what, if, what if you do all of your eating first, but then you're just so lethargic no, and feeling totally. sick that mm-hmm. you can't go? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, though, I guess the one that I Laying would be also, those. it's like, you know, you guys eat a lot of spicy foods. So your, your tolerance for that is probably okay. But sure. if you're doing the spicy wings, that would be one of the ones where I'm thinking about, oh, okay, spicy acidic foods around exercise, you're probably going to run into a good degree of like heartburn, mm-hmm. indigestion. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to run at the same time, that's probably going to be pretty uncomfortable. For sure. So, the- I would, so in terms of like the spicy one, I might leave that till last. Mm. Fuck yeah. That was my thought too. Dead yeah. last. Probably yeah. that towards the end. But definitely. then- you could also use some of the donuts as pre-run fuel. So if you started, if, if you had, I don't know, however many donuts you feel like you could tolerate, and then you were able to wait like 90 minutes, then do some movement, then interspace some more food, wait a little bit longer for it to digest, kind of... You're, you're layering it. Layering. Yeah. 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 I like that, that yeah. word. Okay. I'm thinking about waking, like say that we start at 6 a.m. I'm not going to run at 6 a.m. 
I'll get out of bed and just devour a dozen donuts and fall back asleep for an hour, let it digest, and be like, all right, I think I'm good to run and go and run. And don't correct don't- him. Please don't. No, that's fine. Or what we're <laughs> also talking about is dipping your hot wings in the Boston <clears throat> Cream's custard. Well, that Ooh. will help ease some of the, the burn. Probably. It yeah. will, because the sugars and fats will offset that. So to answer one of James's questions, I actually don't think his stopping for donuts along the way is all that terrible of an idea. Why not? I'm only because, in glaze. Because he's going to refuel. So uh, how many miles are you doing again? 18. 18. So he's going to refuel periodically as he's going. So it'll help him maintain that like a, a higher I th- pace? I think it'll help him maintain his energy levels. Okay. But then it's a question of how many is he eating at each refuel? And is he then you know causing himself to feel sick? When you're done, are you going to crash too? Because you just consumed all of this like high, you know sugar stuff How as you well feel as about also I think hydrating it, I, with alcohol as opposed to water <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a winning strategy but to, to answer seth i think he's just gonna be moving so much that he's gonna be burning off everything he's putting in. okay yeah. okay pretty okay. quickly 100 calories each what right? the donuts or are they more no, it's a couple hundred dude uh, like two or three yeah oh. yeah yeah your, your dunkin donuts donut average is around 300 calories so it what's that in movement obviously it depends on the person and body type all that shit and their fitness but fat as fuck super out of shape (laughs) (laughs) and i mean it depends on what so if you're walking you're going to use a different mix of carbohydrates to fats versus if you're sprinting yeah so yeah like i like we said the donut from dunkin donuts is a good mix of carbohydrates but also fats so if you're sprinting your body's going to be preferential to those carbohydrates Mm -hmm. if you're at a slower pace your body's gonna be preferential to some of those fats and it's not just what you've ate it's what you have stored as well yeah but in terms of exercise and movement your glycogen levels in your muscles and in your liver are a good determiner for your for your own body in terms of like when you start to get tired when your glycogen levels start to get depleted is very is very correlated to when you start to crash Okay. So oh. so keeping your glycogen levels high and then keeping them topped off with new food is a way to perform longer, which is why if you think when you run a marathon, you have all of those simple sugar like gels and drinks. Yeah, yeah. You're burning those as opposed to then tapping into your glycogen and your stored fat. All right, this just made me think of another part of the strategy. So not even thinking of the the day of the challenge, but leading up to the challenge. Is there anything that we could do to our bodies to prepare for what's about to happen? The abuse, right? Like, what what's your strategy? Do you uh, like? Um, I think drinking a bunch of like vegetable oil will like coat your stomach <laughs> in some sort of lubricant, so those things will go down faster. Like, and, that like, works, that's man. A, that's a bold strategy. You'll see how it works for them. <laughs> Olive oil or vegetable oil when I lube up my belly. Uh, a a seventy five twenty five blend. Uh, okay, good. Okay, oh, <laughs> yeah. Put that on the notes. Yep. There you so, go. would you want to like increase your calorie intake leading up to, or decrease? It? Is there some like what would be the better strategy? That's a, I think that's a good way of thinking. I'm going to take it one step back first. I would just like we we're talking about before, build a foundation. So, get plenty of sleep, mm-hmm. get plenty of rest, still maintain some activity, just so you don't completely detrain. Yeah, but also. Yep taper it down so you're not going into it fatigued but you're going into it fresh and recovered Mm -hmm. hydrate and then 
in the not just the days but in the weeks leading up to it especially for justin who has the higher mileage one yeah what you six i only have six six yeah. you don't have to do like, I, i'm running a half marathon two weeks before too so so honestly like you, you're not gonna have to change much for six yeah. other than just like willpower you could just willpower yourself yeah. through it yeah um but if you wanted to like optimize it is but you know so i'm, I'm mostly going to speak to justin because like his that's yeah exactly. his, his is like a is drastically different yep. his, his is just a couple miles shy of a marathon yeah so in the weeks leading up to it he should probably favor a higher carbohydrate diet so that he can saturate his glycogen stores mm -hmm. but also raise the amount of glycogen that he can store because you can elevate that level a little bit okay okay and you do that with a prolonged car higher carbohydrate diet but also with how you exercise mm -hmm. so you're training your body to get good you're, to get used to that yeah, what, yeah. whatever you, whatever what, your body has two choices die or adapt mm -hmm. so if you train your body to get used to doing that one thing leading up to it it will get better at it okay i remember last time in preparation for that marathon that my only marathon because jesus christ it's a lot of miles um i was doing a like a higher carbohydrate i think you when when we had met for talked, uh, yeah. for dinner yeah uh you had mentioned like i think you gave me like some wild crazy number of like 500 grams or something like that a day and dude trying to hit that shit was so painful mm. and like so so disgusting man <laughs> like yes but like dude i was drinking like sh i was drinking juice which i never fucking drink mm -hmm. and like eating all kinds of fucking it's a paradigm shift yeah probably probably what like a traditional american tends to eat anyways that i was trying to fucking manip like emulate man it was painful it hurt like i felt gross it so one point that we didn't make just if anyone's going to replicate this for themselves is we're not just talking about doing this in like a blind calorie amount too yeah. like like justin's smart smart and he's got a background in this anyways well he'll figure out what's an appropriate calorie amount so then right. he'll again reverse engineer so he's not just eating you know ten thousand calories every single day before yeah gaining yeah. a bunch of weight and now all of a sudden he's, <laughs> he starts the marathon five pounds heavier oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i'm gonna drop like 20 pounds five before pounds I do heavier this shit. he's got diabetes he's got heart disease exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. he's got a blue fingernails he's got he's got to oh. stop to check his blood sugar yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god eating cough crazy. drops on your run yeah. okay keep that sugar up crazy <laughs> yeah i don't know it's gonna be hard and honestly it, having the 24 miles Oh, man, I it's gonna be unless you get extraordinarily sick on the donuts. Poisoning Seth. Okay. I otherwise I there's no chance for me to get the belt this year. The, the, the crazy thing is it's like, okay, twelve donuts, yeah. I could eat twelve donuts in a day. I wouldn't enjoy it, but I could eat twelve donuts a day. But I also have to eat I mean uh, more, more. I need to at eat least eight, eight, at least eighteen wings or twenty four wings or twenty four beers and the beers too. Like that's twenty four beers is nothing to look frown upon. Like that is a full day of drinking. See, and I don't twenty four beers. I don't think I'm going to do the twenty four beers. I think I'm going to do the twenty four wings, mm. which is a lot of spicy food. But it's like oh, I would definitely. You're do looking at wings. it's 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 more protein. I you hope know. you end up on the toilet for long periods of time. So let's get. I, I have one. Let's get super science one okay. more time yeah so it's just like if you think the same so 
it's different for each person, but if you think the standard person can metabolize one drink per hour, yep. you're now saying 24 drinks. So you're basically saying you need to metabolize one drink every 24 hours. And that's just to like, that, that's to maintain like a good degree of like no, sobriety. Exactly, you, could, you could drink exactly. more than that, yes, but yeah, you would get yeah. increasingly drunker, yep. increasingly sicker. Yes. You'd probably get to the point where you have to vomit because your body's just, all the alcohol is just getting backlogged in your system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if it, can't, if it can't process it, then there it's going to expel it. Maybe yeah. memory loss. So that's, that's how I would think about <laughs> yeah. it too. Yeah. Is how much can you? How much can your body actually process how per you, time? Yes, perhaps that, rude that, behavior. <laughs> and yeah. with the exercise, for me, that may actually help. But in terms of like metabolizing alcohol, your body's going to. Pri- it's not going to do both of those well at the same time. No, totally, it's going to want to prioritize yeah. one versus the other. And when it comes to um, macronutrient metabolism, your body is going to preferentially metabolize alcohol first because it's a toxin. Yeah, okay. it's a okay. poison to the body. Your body your body doesn't want it there, so it's yep. going to metabolize that before it does the protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And it's not going to do it like exclusively, exactly, but, but think about everything on like mm. a spectrum and a And continuum. that's why you get fat when you drink. You get drunk, you eat a bunch of shit food, your body metabolizes the alcohol before it does the fats, right? It's actually kind of part of it. Also, the other part is alcohol has all of the the building blocks for uh for for fat to be um synthesized okay mm. and it has all the the metabolic markers to tell your body oh we've hit an energy surplus start storing mm, so when okay. your body when you it, it, it's it we don't have to get into the biochemistry but like when you break it down you get all these metabolites that are basically just ready ready building blocks for to do this but then also the biochemical signals to be like, oh, start storing it. Gotcha. Because it's such a high energy thing you're drinking. Yeah. You're just drinking butter, baby. <sighs> Delicious liquid butter. <laughs> you should do shots of butter first. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, uh, we should start the whole ceremony off with one shot of liquid butter. Uh... Get, 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 get your bathtub. I think that's a good idea. Get, Cheers. Yeah. Get, get your bathtub. Get a turkey baster. Shot of butter. Start. Oh, start. Start. How butter. delicious would that be, though? I don't want to drink sit, it out sit, of his salty. bathtub. Sit, sit on. Sit on the rooftop. Get a little tan. Some yep. workaholic shit. Yep. <laughs> I wish my deck, my roof, wasn't as peaked as it is, so I could put a lawn chair up there and just that drink would be and sick. Put a little. Sit. Put a little. Uh, what is that? Like a widow's peak? Your widow's peak. Is that yeah. what that's called? Or like this thing? The, yeah. I don't think I have one. But do I have a widow's peak? A little, a little one. You, got yeah. a little one. you do. Am I balding right now? No. No, no, no. You sure? You have the best thick, lush head of hair. <laughs> what else, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> you have a big, thick, lush penis. <laughs> well, <laughs> what about my eyes? <laughs> are they piercing blue? <laughs> they actually are. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> Jesus. You have flashbacks to that Halloween costume. Oh, my I'm God. Flat. Hey, I'm man. getting a little flustered right oh, now. you are. Ugh. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting challenge. It'll it will be. I I'm I'm more curious to see what the effects are going to be for my competitors. Obviously, mm. um, I was telling Seth this the other day. I had my first experience with lava diarrhea. Oh really? After eating spicy foods. Oh really? My first experience, and it was like I fucking live with that shit, man. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It hurt coming out of the rectum. Yeah, like oh, fuck in a yeah. very 
<laughs> burning paint. I've never had that. Oh yeah, it's fiery and it's like never ending. It's like there's not enough wipes on the planet that keeps it from just keeping it cool. I, I had some ghost pepper salsa. Do you get heartburn? Do you get acid reflux? Oh, in like, I've I have GERD. Oh yeah. fucking, there's no question. Me too. I went on fimotidine uh, yeah. uh, a couple weeks, uh, two months ago or something like that. Took it for a couple weeks. Everything subsided. My esophagus esophagus healed, especially during dry January. And uh, it's been way better since. Like I'm I should not, get on some famodine. Whatever I you said. Have a, I have half a bottle. You want some? Yeah. I'll, what do you drink it? No, it's a pill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me. It. I'll take. Is them. that like an over the over the counter type? You thing, can buy or? it over the counter. Okay. So it's. Uh, can I mix that with mushrooms, or is that a bad thing? It's Prilosec, I think, over the counter. Oh, okay. Prilosec OTC. Yeah. OTC over the counter. Yeah. Okay. You can get prescription strength, but you can also get over the counter stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't had too many but problems I have with reflux. that. I have a question. Why do they call it over-the-counter when you think it's... When I think of over-the-counter, I think I have to go over-the-counter to get it, but it's actually on my side of the counter, That's right? Tr- I, like I see, Tylenol. I, I see how he's thinking. But I'm thinking, like, I yeah. have to go... If you want this medication, you have to go over-the-counter and talk to the lady, and then that's the prescription, Sounds like a QC question. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know what you're when saying. When everyone okay, says over okay, the counter, right. I always I always think that's a prescribed thing and then not over the counter. Yeah, but you got to think. Yeah, so I my assumption and I have no idea if this is true, but back in the day, that shit was kept fucking behind the counter with the cashier. Um before fucking drugstores and and all before that shit prescriptions got, existed? No, well. Mm, actually, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I know they used to be prescribing drug like alcohol when alcohol was illegal. But yeah, I just get a doctor's note and I get that shit prescribed. Yeah, during like prohibition, all those fucking Walgreens made a killing during prohibition prescribing alcohol. Bootleggers, man, motherfuckers. How do we? What is the new bootlegger that we can do right now? Mm. Is it mushrooms or is it weed? I think weed's over. I think mushrooms. Weeds are, yeah, weeds over. Is it mushrooms? Should we start doing mushroom stuff? Just start. Bootlegging mushrooms. Bootlegging mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can we get on this old pro- prohibition train where we can be like, our kids are going to be presidents because we fucking sold drugs or whatever that were borderline well, illegal. The, the reason that bootlegging worked was because there were so many people that were consuming alcohol high and, demand. and then they just shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. But how people are not consuming psilocybin mushrooms <laughs> at the rate not yet. No, I know you're right. Fuck, you're right. Maybe in 30, 40 years from now, who knows, you know? Like will microdosing take uh, over? I'm I'm not sure. I I mean, weed I've been look I've been looking into weed, but I've been like reading and seeing how marijuana has been skyrocketing but i've been looking into the business part of it and a lot of those people aren't making money like you think they're making money like a lot of that shit is fucking especially in massachusetts it's taxed like a mofo oh yeah yeah. and like they're barely making money off of their shit and i was watching this thing where they're interviewing all these people who own businesses selling weed and they're like yeah we're not making like is anywhere close to how many fees and taxes are involved that we initially thought we were going to make like we're barely getting by Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a business, but it's not a the best business. Even though, you know, when they say like, you know, Massachusetts made fucking two billion dollars on tax revenue on marijuana, it's because they're taxing it so much. Right. Yeah. I don't know too much about it. But. Well, I mean, when you see, if it if it ever gets legalized by the country, you know, and it's like less. 
then you're going to see um, the scale of economy and you're going to see chains pop up and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And those people are going to make, you know, there, there'll be a higher margin. There's already some chains know? going around. Like you see like all oh, this one spots in like five different states. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know like the stock that's running all that though, too. There's mean? a couple stock weed stocks, but like they're not business chain stocks. Yeah. Cause it doesn't exist. Right. right? Fuck. That shit yeah, what's going to be the Amazon of weed? Is that, Amazon will probably be the Amazon of right. weed. <laughs> they have Amazon Pharmacy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Of course they do. Yeah. Of fucking course. You they remember do. in Idiocracy when, uh, have you guys seen that? Yeah. You haven't seen Idiocracy? No. Watch that shit. All right. God damn it. Watch that shit. <laughs> You'll laugh because you're like, what the fuck? This will never happen. And you're like, but when I watch it, I was like, this shit will never happen. And now you're like, we're living in it, bro. Yeah. But like, there's a scene when they're in this giant factory that has everything. And just reminds you of like what Amazon would have been if the internet didn't exist or like a, what a Walmart would look like if the internet never existed. It's just like this giant, like multi-million dollar square foot facility where there's just like, it almost looks like a giant internet, like pop-up ad where there's just like, you know, have you ever seen the Chappelle show? episode when he's in like an internet pop-up ad when there's like jerk off stations and like everything's like hey man what's up what, what do you want yeah. <laughs> it's like that what with walmart and what amazon would be if walmart was a thing and it's like you can buy everything on every shelf there's you can buy a swimming pool you can buy toothpaste you can yeah buy but it's like yeah. it's like miles long on both ends and that's what's in idiocracy it's funny yeah. but then also like there's like this shit called <laughs> what's that fucking liquid that they drink the, the Gatorade, the Gatorade stuff? shit, uh, thunder or something. It's thunder? what plants crave. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like this liquid, right? And I only they, seen it's, like, it once. it's like Gatorade, and it's um, they drink it, but then it's what plants crave too. So they stop <sighs> giving plants water, and instead they give it like this Gatorade shit. Then that guy who owns Gatorade is actually the president of the United States, and it's like Terry Crews or some Terry shit. Crews. He's Jack. He's like, fuck yeah! And like they love, they love monster trucks and shit. You gotta watch it. It's so funny. It came out in like the nineties, right? Yeah, early two thousand. I'm gonna say two thousand two, two thousand three. It was definitely ahead of its time in terms of like. But it's basically slowly predicting the future, and it's creepy. Yeah. I'll check it out. A lot of people reference it. It's yeah. okay. Like it's not like. I'm not saying it's a You're great. Not, it's not side splitting comedy. Mm. It's, no, no, but it's like it is an interesting look at like through the lens of like what civilization could be like with uh just with the dumbing down of the population and yeah and it and it is true like kind of we're sort of seeing this we're seeing it yeah and in the beginning it kind of shows how it was built and it was like and it gives like it's all these people that was profiles. the scariest part yeah of like how it started so it it was basically more or less you have the you have the more educated people who are taking smarter steps to um <clears throat> Uh, create a safety blanket and establish careers and they're having kids later in life so they're having less kids because they're doing it later in life because they have to get established with their careers and all that stuff and then you have the dumb quote dumb population who's just having a lot of kids they're like woo they're getting drunk like right damn off we got the a bat. kid and so there's a bigger population of that and it's a it's a pretty funny intro to the movie, yeah. But it makes sense. And you're like, damn. And then you kind of see it now happening. I would say I'm 35. I'm gonna be 35. And I don't have a I don't have a single kid. <laughs> I'm only really thinking about having like, that's kids, fucking bro. Cra- that 
kind of weirds me out right now thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not getting any younger. Fuck I had this no. conversation a couple days ago. Dude, it's crazy. Not getting any younger, Justin. If you want to have kids, you better have them now. <laughs> like, my mom was you having kids when she was like 20, 20 21. Yeah, like bro. our parents' generation was having kids fucking yeah. way young. Yeah. But you want to enjoy your life with your children? Do, or do you want to be an old ass dead man in your in your grave? Your kids are like graduating well, that's high school. The thing, college. Dude, if I have a kid to, if I have a kid like within a year, nine okay. months from now, you get your wife pregnant right now. By the time the kid is the the kid, the kid has grown to be my current Creature, age. Monster, I'm whatever you want to call it. Fucking seventy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he, I, I can do better. Fuck, so, man. So, so someone I know, he, he he's in his 50s. He takes great care of himself. He probably looks about 15 years younger than he is. Okay. He just had a kid. Purposefully. Wait, Ed, in the 50s? In his 50s. Okay. Yep. So he ha- he has other kids, but he had another one with his with his new significant other. Yeah, yeah. Just like, a, just like a month ago. Right. So he's in his 50s already. Just when the kid graduates high school, holy fuck. He's going to be in his 70s. Yeah. My dad had me at 58. He died. My real dad. Your Scottish dad? Scottish dad. Blood daddy. <laughs> Blood daddy. <laughs> he died when I was 21 or 22 at like 78 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so, 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 so you, 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 you can't, you got, you got you can't think about years. it that way, though. You, you got can't 15 years to make way. a decision. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope science, science <laughs> keeps you alive. Yeah. You'll live to 200. Yep. And you live. It'll be it'll be totally fine. You'll be like Baby Yoda, 50 years old. Highly oh, doubtful. Looking, like looking like you're 10. <laughs> yeah. Just think, just think of this. Our grandparents or like my dad. <laughs> right. The food they were eating as kids was way better and healthier than the shit that we ate as kids and what we eat now. That but, motherfucker probably never had Taco Bell. I've eaten Taco Bell more <laughs> times than he's been alive. But you know what's funny? On a, on a different side of that, I read something the other day and it said, I think it was about you know at least 70% of the US population that was born between the 40s and the early 80s okay. had blood concentrations of lead that exceed oh. what, what's recommended. So if you think interesting, about, okay, so, yeah. So if you think about, you know, what James said, yeah, sure. Are we doing some things that are worse off? Yeah, but in other ways, we're they better were exposed off. To totally. More so then, what I so the way my brain interpreted that was, I was like, oh, you know, in spite of all of that exposure to toxins, most people actually ended up pretty okay. I'm not saying go get lead poisoning. Sure, right. totally. Does but lead poisoning come would, turn out to be cancerous? It it it. it it uh, so I know le- it stunts growth and like it, lead exposure earlier on in life has neurological impacts. So you won't develop you won't develop properly. Um, in that particular article that I read, it was also associated with reductions in IQ points. Mm. So I think it was a two point reduction for every whatever amount of lead exposure it was. I forget what the units and yeah, the marks yeah. were, um, but. So I, I don't know. I thought it from more of like a resiliency standpoint yeah, yeah. where it was like, oh, in spite of 70% of the people getting exposed to something that's pretty terrible, most people, you know, they live long. not bad. Yeah. Most, most, not people, bad. most people are doing pretty okay. I watched this video from like when they could make videos. I don't know. Maybe like the first video. <laughs> we, we can't anymore? <laughs> oh my God. When they first started. What did I miss? <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> There was a video when they first started to be able to make videos. Yeah. 
dude, this shit was like grainy and shit, but it was about it was it was documenting like a bunch of fucking like 90 plus year olds but this was like in the early 1900s and they're all like dancing and shit and jigging and jiving and they're like oh yeah i'm 98 years old martha's fucking 92 and they're all dancing and shit i'm like these bitches are spry as hell i'm like and this was like in the early 1900s i'm like there's no fucking nursing homes there's no fucking bullshit they're all like cooking and cleaning doing shit still and i'm like that's from eating vegetables and meat and that's it no it's not it's gotta be bro <laughs> no, what not. else is it war war kept them alive or well, like talking <clears throat> early 1900s what do you what war are you talking about? living to the fucking, peak age of 45 at the yeah. end of this i'll bring it I up mean, i'll show I, you guys i think i think when we're talking about healthy aging there i mean you can't just i don't think there's one tie to any one specific source because there's also i mean there's a bell curve and there's going to be outliers on either end you know you always hear the stories of like oh uh my grandpa was fucking died at 100 and he ate steak every day and smoked cigarettes and drank a shot of whiskey that's me baby like ice cream too that shit's gonna happen people who don't necessarily follow a healthy lifestyle will remarkably live healthier or live longer but i hope it's me you i mean you got to look at genetics you have to look at environmental factors you have to look at your um like support system at home and and that kind of thing a lot of the the older veterans that i work with speaking of which i had a nine i was talking to a 93 year old veteran uh a couple weeks ago and do you know what he, that motherfucker did <laughs> Mid conversation while I was chatting with him, ripped ripped one. No, (laughs) no, but this is even better, dude. He he did a "That's what she said" joke to me. Really? Fucking? Did you laugh? A fuck yeah, I laughed. (laughs) Fucking ninety three old man doing a "That's what she said." That's hilarious. Oh man, so you remember the reference? Uh, Um, gosh, I don't know. I like my ice creams. Hard, not soft. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, like I think this goes to your point, like you had mentioned before, was like uh, you, a lot of the older guys, like they're the busiest motherfuckers on the fucking planet. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 that's there's something to be said about that. Like when you retire, you have you're sort of at a fork in the road where you can just stop. Fucking watch Matlock reruns and fucking waste away in a recliner. Yeah, that's something. Or grandma you did. can fucking search out search out another purpose, another mission. There's studies for that. I, I if I'm you, a if true you don't, believer of that shit. If you don't cognitively st- stimulate yourself, if you don't have purpose and drive and support, it's all associated with shorter longevity. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's why absolutely. Yeah, and you, you find you find that the individuals who just waste away have higher degrees of cognitive impairment. At some point in their life, especially in retirement, if you're not stimulating yourself physically, mentally, yeah, you you decline. Yeah, at I, very rapid rates. I just did it's this crazy. the other day, but it so, makes sense. It I, does. I feel like you can even see that in people in their 30s and 40s too, like who don't. Oh, totally. Who don't stimulate themselves physically and mentally? You know, like there's you people get, that don't have a hobby. To- yeah, yeah. yeah School yeah. my mind. What? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, if you don't have a hobby, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't I know. understand yeah, it. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't either. Well, I mean, like, I also, like, people... Do you stare at a wall? <laughs> what, what did you do, well, no, what did like, you do their, yesterday? Nothing. Their whole thing is, like, it's work and then TV. 
It's work TV. Work I mean, TV. I guess TV's kind no, it's not of a hobby. hobby. It's, it's not, not a hobby. It's not, right? It's entertainment. It's not a hobby. Yeah. Not a hobby. Okay, I would also okay. say video it's, games it's are not a hobby. Engagement. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. you're most of the time, you're passively consuming it. Yep. You, it's like video games would even be a step above that. I would say video games actually, are more of a hobby. It might oh, be yeah. more of a you, hobby, you're but you're I don't actively think it's engaged much in that decision-making process. You're thinking when you're playing a video game. You're engaged in that. Yeah, but I think the video games nowadays allow you to not think too but you're still moving a control you're still like there's stimulation and response i would, I would right? not disagree that yeah. it might be a hobby but i'd say i would call it a low class no hobby. i wouldn't call i Depends mean to on say the types it's a of hobby. games you're playing too yeah. right yeah like, it's it's not physical movement unless you're in the metaverse yeah that's true yeah. Yeah. i do get sweaty when i play my vr <laughs> but let's just say it's it's less sweaty movements these days <laughs> it's more mental thing it's a more mental game that i've been playing uh, uh, but no like just last week i started i got that fucking stupid ass tv downstairs how big it's for, 80, the, for the audience it's motherfucking 86 inches boys okay i bought that thing last week and i haven't plugged my playstation in and two years i plugged it in just so i could play a new game that i downloaded and i started playing it like four days ago the game that's plugged in downstairs horizon dawn 2 per sweet game guys buy that shit playstation 4 xbox whatever you want this episode of the podcast brought to you by horizon dawn 2 (laughs) oh forbidden west bitch anyway um i totally noticed right off the bat that my lifestyle changed immediately how so okay so instead of being motivated after work the only thing I was thinking about is like, all right, as soon as I get home from work, I'm going to fucking take off my clothes, get into my jammies, get into my slippies, put that heat on downstairs, wrap up in some blankies, get some <laughs> buffalo chicken strips, get some vodka Red Bulls going. We're going to be eating mozzarella sticks, pizza, all bunch of bullshit, and we're going to stay up fucking late. <laughs> get half the amount of sleep that we deserve go back to work be miserable and do it again for the next two days i was looking forward to yesterday being like oh i can't wait till i get home i'm gonna get a fucking 12 pack of beer and i'm gonna fucking eat a bunch of bullshit and play that game i got home and i almost fucking fell asleep because i was so tired because i couldn't even like for the last two days of abusing myself playing this game i couldn't stay up so i went to bed but i still drank one vodka soda to try to play the game to stay up all the while he didn't become jason momoa i know <laughs> i know when i could have been working out and yep. getting jacked yeah and in january i fucking i worked out i sauntered every single mother, motherfucking day i had no sugar no carbs whole 30 baby whole 30 all that bullshit and then complete flip-flop come february march but as soon as i plugged that video game system my mentality was like <laughs> snack foods sit down on the couch do you think that was because it was taking you back to like a time in your childhood when you used to eat more snack foods and play video games all the time maybe or like maybe just like knowing also knowing like what do you do when you play video games that's just how everyone eats plays video games you just eat some fucking snack foods and just sit down and chill you know that's what i did okay so like i can i and i knew i like acknowledge it while i was doing i was like man i'm fucking sitting here not doing what i should be doing what 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 other goals do you have right now? That'd be my question too. So I have tons of goals, bro. So I'm almost done with this house, fixing all this shit up. I got like two or three more little things. Got to finish the fence. And hardwood looks good. Hardwood floor looks good. Yeah, it's not bad. But and then that fucking land I bought, I'm gonna make a couple fucking Airbnbs out there. So that's come spring, boom. Like I've been waiting for the snow to melt, so I can get out there and start doing some laborious activities. 
and f- and remodeling all those buildings so I can rent them out. So you're just distracting yourself in the short term until you're able to actually start working on some of the things. Yeah, that but you I mean to. with that with all those little things that I like video games I could be doing other things right now to be prepping. Okay. I guess the other way to split it is you were maybe doing so many other things that you just needed a break. Yeah. You just needed to unplug from those things yeah, for a I minute. I don't see why. What's the problem here? Like, uh, it's, it's not, not a like problem. You, you it's just a said self four, yet. You did four days, right? Like, if we come back in, in, a, in a month and you're like, dude, I'm still playing this video game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like kind of vacation. like... Yeah. yeah. It's for, a realm of self-objectifying, though. Like, people have different ways of doing it. Like, I'm a pretty busy dude. And, like, with the aspect that Justin said about keeping busy so you don't die. That's something that's strong in my brain that I keep going. Like I always have a fear of dying the day I retire because I don't know, some bullshit. So I keep making sure I'm busy. So when I'm not busy or I think that activity isn't busy enough, I also, I like kind of like self objectify myself. Like you, in a way you piece of shit, you should be like getting work done. And other people will be like, you piece of shit, you shouldn't be eating these chips or you shouldn't be eating these fucking snackies. Like, I don't care about that stuff. I'm more of, like, busybody. Like, I should be doing something more productive than this. You've subscribed to, like, the hustle culture. Mm. Where it's, like, you always have to be grinding all the time. Yeah. And if if you're not, you feel guilty for it. For sure. That's a very American concept. That's exactly how I live. I'm anti that. I I don't know how people live without being looking at that No, and honestly, like, I can relate to that on some level, too. Because I'm go, 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 go until I hit like a breaking point and it's like, oh, I should have stopped to catch up like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed. Like if I overbook side jobs or if I'm like bit real busy at work and then I overlap that with like three or four side tree jobs that I do and then I'm like, oh, my fucking car breaks down and I have to fucking finish this project at home. Then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? So we had this conversation. Me and Seth mm-hmm. actually had this conversation over a campfire when we were up at Katahdin. At Q's cabin. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. You do? Okay. So, uh, James. Yeah. <clears throat> um, do you get your oil changed on your car? No, I do it myself. Why? Okay, so you change your oil on your car. Yeah. Why? To make sure that car fucking lasts nice and long. Why? Why, why do you get your... So why? So I don't have to buy a new car because I'm going to fucking make sure I get my money's worth out of this bitch. So what? So the point of the oil change is for your cars for what? Longevity. Yeah. It's preventative maintenance. Right. Your video game time is your preventative maintenance. <laughs> if you want to look at it like that, you can well, do no, it. Well, no, no. There's something yeah. to this, though. Yeah. There's something to... you, And like you said, and, and what Seth has alluded to when we had our conversation is... This grind lifestyle where you're you're constantly fucking you're hustling you're you have to work forty hours a week yeah. and then you're you're doing side jobs like we need time in our lives to fucking turn our brains off decompress or do right. an activity mm-hmm. that is like that relaxes us and and doesn't wear us down yeah and and you could argue that playing those video games for four days was a way to just kind of like decompress like Mm -hmm. just yeah man because you can't be doing some people the the hustle of working 80 like two 40 hour jobs uh fucking all day every day and like that's the grind and all that it's great and all but dude it's not ideal for healthy living so i think man balance that's what i was gonna say i think this is where the last 
you know, how 10 minutes all come full circle. Not keeping yourself cognitively stimulated is way on one end of the spectrum of not occupying your time enough. Hmm. James is trying to avoid, you know, <laughs> burning himself out. So yeah. it's, it's like, where's the middle ground between overstimulation and understimulation? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about that lately too, because I find myself in that trap of like, oh, I gotta stay busy, stay busy, stay busy, and then like, oh, pick up a video game for a second, which I haven't done in a really long time. But I, it, it's something that I used to do in my youth was like play video games, right? Then as I got older, I'd play them a little bit here and there, and then eventually it just kind of stopped. And now every time that I feel like I want to pick one up, I feel guilty about it yeah, because yeah. I'm like, oh, I could be doing something else. But there's other things that I do to like, I, like I'll pick up my guitar and I'll play guitar or I'll work on something um, where I'm not even uh, like. There's there's certain times where I'll do something with a purpose like with guitar right because like I, i'll make i'm working on an actual piece but then there's other times that i just pick it up and I'm not, I'm not even thinking about what i'm playing i'm just noodling and that's actually a form of you know meditation and decompression and that yeah. kind of thing so do you think if you framed how you're spending your time differently it would change how you feel about it like the, that anxiety so when the so when you pick up your guitar you're speaking about it from a per, like it has a purpose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when you talk about the video games you talk about it in the sense that it doesn't serve a purpose yeah so if yeah. you reframe like both of those are leisure activities exactly so if you exactly. apply that same line of thinking to the guitar that you do to video games yep all within moderation yep it's yeah, i could play it and enjoy it and not feel good it's about just it. changing yeah how you perceive that outcome yep yep whereas like the guitar like there's some weird part of me like oh i can justify playing just noodling on my guitar and not doing anything productive on it because i'm actually it's it's real i can easily relate it to something like oh i'm benefiting out of this in a productive way but i don't even need to i don't like you know like i could get the same thing from a video game oh, i still play video games a lot yeah it's i know so good. Dude, you guys yeah. i fucking started playing this oh, crazy man. ass zombie game dying light 2 it is so fucking horrifying, bro. And they make you, like, if you want to do the story missions, they make you go out into the city in the middle of the darkness where, like, the craziest zombies are. And it was so, str- like, this is what I started with. I was like, I'm going to get this game to decompress. <laughs> and it was the most stressful fucking game. I was like, like, I don't want to play this anymore. And I had to stop playing the game. It was fucking $60. It took forever to download on my PS4. And I started playing it. And I was like, maybe a quarter of the way through the game. And I was like, I can't play this anymore. I'm like, this is, like, I'm scared to play it. I'm like, fuck, are you, you can do this, bitch. Don't be a pussy. What did these do for the night terrors? Oh, the night terrors? Did they just... <laughs> Well, I've been I've been pretty what good. What is this adding e to everything? <laughs> Slippies, pajamas, night terries. We're doing the podcast at my house, Justin. <laughs> what this is, is what we talk? This what is, is my book happening? Night terries, like slippies, scary snaggies. He's going back to his oh, video man. game days. He's regressing. He's yeah, I'm regressing. regressing. <laughs> I'm riding the ease. Yes, <laughs> fucking. Um, they're not too bad. The first time I started playing the first Dying Light game. I was getting some nightmares, but I didn't. I was more confident in that one. I was diving into like the deep dark, 
where this I'm too afraid to even go into the city. So is part of it because you're downstairs alone by yourself on an 86 inch TV in the dark? A little bit. At the same time though, they like step it up notch. They're like, the first mission is like, you need to go into the hospital basement in the middle of the night. Of course. And there's zombies everywhere. And I'm like, what? This is the first mission? I'm like, I don't even have a sword, bro. Like, let me get a fucking sword before it. Like, you have no weapons and you need to go into the basement of a hospital. And I'm like, it doesn't seem realistic. And like, it's horrifying. And it's not like, like in the first game, they're like, there might be zombies that pop out. This one, there's just zombies. And like, they are sleeping and you have to sneak past them. But every time you get close to a zombie, it's like, <laughs> it starts waking up. And if one wakes up, they all wake up and they murder you and they eat you alive. And you watch them eat your neck veins. What is the purpose of a zombie sleeping? It's not, I don't know, dude. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. So back when back Scary. when we were doing our clinicals in grad school, the very first day that mm. my, that uh, me and one of our classmates Jenna went to the hospital, the first thing she asked was, "Can I go to the basement and go to the morgue?" Jesus, what first, a oh, first yeah. first day serial <laughs> oh <my> killer. <laughs> but when you look at her, it makes like sense. This little mousy like oh, doesn't make sense. Little girl, like you. She's not a little girl, but when you look at her, she's very tiny. She looks very unimposing. Yeah, but and now she works in a prison. Yeah, everything is starting to make sense. <laughs> Shout out to Jenna. Boom, boom, yes. girl, what's up? What's your Instagram? <laughs> oh man, yeah, wild. Jesus, cheese and rice, cheese and rice. Yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck, <sighs> we didn't hit any topics I wanted to hit. Dude, I think we hit the philosophy for you to get to be Jason. We're doing Manoa. a philosophy episode. I, th- I think so, yeah. That's, 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 where, that's where it comes full circle. I feel like this was an entire buildup of dissecting James's bullshit. I think there's a lot of good stuff in this episode, though. All right. Well, fuck it. Jesus Dude, Christ. I got to go have some kids, man. We've <laughs> <laughs> got a half hour. All right. <laughs> sweet. You got 30 minutes. God damn it. All right. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks Mike. for having me, guys. Always right. fun, buddy. Beautiful. was fun man fucking mikey mikey tango always good guest i think we need to have him on more often and now his um i think his topic range is so much broader that we can fucking just extend this out to a bigger oh we can milk mike i think we can milk mike real good i mean just his input on the 6 12 18 24 i think it's gonna be i think we should start a new podcast called milk and mike (laughs) (laughs) episode x oh my god uh all right, QC, what do we got? Okay, uh, Q, a few notes of QC for this one. What is the origin of over-the-counter medication? Okay. So I think this one's pretty simple uh, and straightforward, but back in the day at pharmacies, the drugs that you didn't need a prescription for were behind the counter at the pharmacy. Right. Now you can just go into a pharmacy and you can get your Tylenol off the shelf. Right. Back in the day, you'd have to be like, hey, pharmacist, give me a bottle of Tylenol and they'd give it to you without a prescription. Hence the over-the-counter. Got it. Pretty um, simple. Pretty simple. So the other note of QC I've got is about the movie Idiocracy. It came out 
in the year 2006, mm. which is not the 90s. And the stuff that they drank similar to Gatorade is called Brondo. Brondo. The thirst mutilator. <laughs> <laughs> it's what plants crave. Which is a, a strange a strange name. I wonder what that comes from. The character. Yeah. If you, uh, Terry Crews, man. Terry like, Crews. Yeah, his yeah. name is like something. Okay. From, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's, I saw it once on Comedy Central like 10 yeah. years ago. It's a gem. Everyone <laughs> yeah. watch it. Um, and James was talking about this old ass video that he saw of like. Yeah, yeah old people being spry in the early 1900s or whatever. <laughs> and uh, the first video footage that was ever filmed was in 1888. And it was... or. or Specifically, it's the oldest surviving film in existence mm. in 1888. It's called The Round Hay Garden Scene, which is a silent short that's only two seconds in length. Jesus. And was filmed at some weird place in Great Britain. Mm. The video I'm referring to was filmed in 1929. And it's called. It's from the three-quarter mile club, country club in from maine and you can search that shit on youtube and you can probably find it but it's pretty wild some old ass people talking about their secrets and what they like to do but it's from people from maine and they're old as hell and watch it it's crazy all right well uh great episode Mm. and um james what what are they doing now you know what you gotta do you gotta rate review and subscribe to this podcast don't forget to check us out on facebook and instagram and also, I want to big, do a big shout out to all our fellow listeners. Thank you so much. And to all our new listeners, welcome to this podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Goodbye. Sausage candles.